Welcome to the Lens Podcast, where we talk about current events, news, family, church, and life from a biblical worldview. We want to help people think about these things through the lens of the Bible. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Brian and Brian. Hey, welcome to the Lens Podcast. My name is Brian Hansen. And I'm Brian Solomon. Thanks for joining us today. It's our practice to always have three segments to our podcast. Uh, We've got a a segment called A View of the World. That's where we kind of just take a glance at what's going on in the world in which we live. Your place in the world. How do we think about these things that we're living through, through the lens of the Bible, and then also what in the world, it's kind of a potpourri section, Brian, where we just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. It is uh, going to be whatever we want to talk about. And of course, uh, just to uh, give you a little bit of a cliffhanger, you know what's coming up this weekend, and that is the Super Bowl. And we are going to talk about that later in the segment. That's right. We'll give our expert analysis and picks. How's that? That's right. That's right. So we're going to start off, though, with with our first topic, uh, with our first segment, and that is a view of the world. So, Brian, uh, last week we looked at a, uh, uh, a a topic that asked this: Are are you a fool? Uh, Twelve twelve indicators that indicate if a person is foolish or not. That's and right. um, and we looked at uh, any number of those things. And just to you know maybe do a brief rehearsal, um, you know it's it's foolish to dishonor our parents. It is uh, it is uh, foolish to go astray. It is foolish to commit sexual sin. It's foolish to reject correction. Um, we we go down from there. It's it's foolish to mouth off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an indicator. Uh, voluminous talking. It's somebody <laughs> who just talks. Uh, you know, it's I, I I think that you know I heard somebody say you know I uh, how, how did they put it? It was it was Mark uh, he, uh, an old Christian comedian uh, Mark Lowry who said I may not know what I'm talking about, but it's never stopped me from having an opinion. That's right. So just voluminous talking. Hey, talking over others. Yeah. Swearing, misleading statements, uh, rejecting uh, discipline. It's foolish to do that. Uh, It's foolish to display anger. It's foolish to reject knowledge. It's foolish to lack humility. It's foolish to be self-destructive. An indicator that you might be foolish is a lack of God's blessing in your life. It's foolish to be drunk or intoxicated. Um, and those that's pretty much a recap of the 12 things yeah. that we talked about. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, we'd encourage you to pause this one. Just kind of go back, listen to that one, and then jump into this one because it's a part two of... Um, of this of, of what we did uh, last time. That's right, and, and where we're getting these ideas from today, again, uh, as last week, is from uh, our boss Ralph Drellinger, who wrote a study on this. But uh, now that we're talking about, well, what what is an indicator of a fool? Well, how do you deal with fools? And and what is going on in the world right now? You can look around and say, well, that's just gibberish. That's nonsense. Why? How can people be thinking like they're thinking, and then? That's one question, but then the next question that uh, comes off of that is, well, how do I deal with them? Right, right. And I mean, and that is a legitimate question. 
uh, be, because it's, it's like when somebody gets ramped up and they're on this, uh, what, what, you know, what, whatever thinking path that they're on, it's like, well, how do I insert any kind of, you know, truth in here? Well, because- the reality is, Brian, is that uh, sometimes we're the fools. We can tend toward foolishness, so we don't always want to point the finger at others. These are indicators of uh, uh, attitudes, behaviors that are part of this fallen world. People tend to be foolish. Yeah. And so we don't always want to just point at others. It, this needs to be kind of a, a gut check, um, so, to, so to speak, a, a mirror to hold in front of ourselves to say, hey, how am I doing here? Or do, do I uh, exemplify any of these behaviors? However, uh, fools aren't just like uh, an abstract person who's far away. We're always rubbing shoulders with foolish people, it seems, whether it's in church, in the workplace, politics, News, whatever, uh, fools abound everywhere. And how are we supposed to live life in and among foolish people? Yeah, you know, and, and just maybe some prime examples of this, you know, be, because one of the things that we try to do is we try to take the topics of the day and speak into those topics. And when we're talking about the fo- uh, a, a foolish position or decision or talking points, um, you know, one of the things that had happened this week just <laughs> that just rolled out over the last few days, really, uh, was the balloon. Oh, man, yeah, the I, balloon. I say the balloon, and you know what I'm talking about, yep. the balloon. So it started out, you know, uh, came over the ocean, went over Alaska. It ended up over what was it, Montana? I think it spent some some yeah, time. Yeah, spent a few days, kind of just hovering around yeah. rural Montana. I wonder yeah. why. What, yeah, what's, there, what's, there's no, uh, there's no cows uh, or buffalo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure that that's what it was after there. Uh, so we we don't have any uh, military uh, uh, deposits there or anything like that. But anyway, so so you have this balloon hovering over the United States, going to particular places in the United States, and all of a sudden people are up in arms, perhaps rightly so. Some people would say rightly so. Other people would say, well, it's just a weather balloon. They're just trying to get weather patterns and stuff, you know, for climate change and stuff. And so you have, my, my point in bringing this up is you have people on both sides, two sides of an aisle saying completely different things. One of them has to be true and the other not. And, and it's like, if it's not true, if, if one person, let's just say one party is trying to cover for what the other party would say are missteps by the white house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so you have a party trying to defend the white house and their decision. You have, you, you have one party say, well, that's foolish. That's, um, that's nonsensical. How can you even think about that? So then you have, okay, so with, with that as a setup, and we're not saying that one today, we're not saying that one or the other, we're just using that as an example to say there are, there's foolish talk going on around there. And if it is foolish talk, then what in the world are we going to do about it? How, how does a wise person respond to but, foolishness? Yeah. not just uh, foolish talk. I mean, you think about, um, uh, even from the Chinese point of view, was it a foolish idea to launch out a spy balloon? <laughs> and to learn that they've done it maybe three other times or so that we didn't know about and, before. And and was it foolish for them to, to sequence the sending of this spy balloon when they did, when there was supposed to be some high stakes meetings that were going to take place this week that the United States canceled? So was that foolish? Was it foolish for the Pentagon in concert with the Biden administration not to destroy the balloon as soon as they found it? Was it foolish to allow that balloon to continue to 
just kind of coast across the United States and seemingly stream information, clandestine information back to China uh, and then wait for that balloon to go out to sea before it shot down. Uh, was that foolish? I think time will tell on, on all of those questions. But uh, nevertheless, uh, the whole idea of uh, wisdom and foolishness uh, is ever, seemingly ever, ever present. We're grateful for the book of Proverbs and the insight that we have in Proverbs. And, uh, and then when we think about dealing with fools a little bit closer to home, not on the other side of the planet, but just living life with them, man, how do we do this? How do we live life with fools? And here's 10 tips. Yeah. So, so, so ju- just to say that's an example of what's going on in the world and how to, uh, recognize foolishness when it's taking place. And so because because that's what's going on in the world, that's a view of the world. Now we're going to transition into your place in the world. So Brian, uh, as, as you uh, alluded to, there are indicators in scripture um, how we can how, how we can uh, approach foolishness, whether it's a foolish person or just foolish uh, behavior or talking points. How do you deal with a fool and does the Bible have anything to say about it? The answer is yes, the Bible does say uh, how people ought to interact with fools. And so we'll allow the, the scriptures to speak for itself. So Proverbs 26, 1 says, like snow in summer and like rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. And then also in Proverbs 26, 8, it says, like no one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. So the point is don't give honor to to fools. Don't, don't give a place of prestige or um, uh, don't exalt a, a fool, make a big deal about a fool. Yeah. I mean, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, have you, like, like, can you in your mind uh, imagine when this type of scenario might play out? Well, sure. I mean, so our culture loves its celebrities whether they are wise or foolish, uh, for whatever reason, either they're attractive, they're successful, they are um, athletic, maybe they're a sports figure. Uh, nevertheless, if they are a prominent figure, oftentimes our world, our media, our culture gives them a place of honor, and it seems like people ask them what they think about current events, worldview, religious matters, uh, how to live uh, generally, uh, what, what are right decisions to make, blah, 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 whatever. So oftentimes we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give, uh, huge platforms to professional athletes who are incredible, say on the basketball court or on the football field, but off the court, off the field, it's like, there's not a whole lot of wisdom in their life. And yet people give them a place of honor. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't talk about celebrities so much like that, uh, uh, <laughs> because just I mean, honestly, because you put together a good movie probably means that you can uh, you can make all kinds of uh, um, have all kinds of insight as to what's going on in the world, like climate change and all that kind of stuff, you know. So you might be a good movie actor, but maybe not uh, the best spokesperson for uh, climate change. I don't know. Who knows? But. Anyway, no, that's good. That's good insight. And thanks for uh, letting me put you on the spot there. <laughs> Another indicator, uh, not not an indicator, but uh, a way to deal with uh, a foolish person is to keep your distance from them. Yeah. 
And we we can come down to Proverbs 27 where it says, A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but the provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. Mm. Uh, a prudent man sees evil and hides himself. The naive proceed and pay the penalty, according to Proverbs 27. Keep your distance from fools. So this, this means, you know, um, you may not be foolish, but it may look attractive to live in their lifestyle or to live with them because it seems as though uh, they are they are gaining. You know, maybe it's money, maybe it's fame, maybe it's who who knows what. But it, it's it looks nice to be around them uh, because of the things that they have, the material things that they have. But in so doing. Um, if if you are if, if you are with somebody who is nonsensical who is foolish then what are you known as because you're known as being a part of them so because they're known as being a fool or foolish or having foolish tendencies or behaviors so are you if that is who you yeah let me give an example of this Brian okay. so I was I was hanging out with a friend here recently and and uh, he was telling me about uh, uh, a former job that he had he was in sales and he was traveling all over the country and. And he was uh, doing work with other salesmen. And so as they would travel from city to city to city, uh, oftentimes when they weren't doing their sales job, they would be spending time in the hotel. And some of the people that he was forced to work with, well, they were doing drugs in the evening. They were getting drunk. They were uh, all all sorts of adultery and and sexual exploits. And, And this friend was telling me that things reached a point where he was being exposed to so much foolishness and depraved behavior. He had quit his job. He was making lots of money. He was traveling all over the place, um, but he needed to quit. He needed to keep his distance from the fools that he found himself rubbing shoulders with. So, so oftentimes, if you're in the workplace, you don't get to choose the people that you have to work with. But that doesn't mean that you have to go... Uh, hang out with them in the barbecue on the weekend or hit the bars with them uh, in the evenings or or um, take on the behaviors and the patterns of life that they do outside of work. And so just because you have to work with them doesn't necessarily mean you have to do life with them. Yeah, and I think another way to say that is you are known as those you hang around, you know, yeah. and there's there's some truth and reality to that. Yeah. Uh, another tip on how to deal with fools is discipline fools. Now, this is a great one. You and I kind of chuckled as we as we read at this, <laughs> but nonetheless, hey, you want to you want to hear this verse? Listen to this found in Proverbs chapter uh, the the twenty sixth proverb in verse uh, three. It says this. A whip is used for the horse, a bridle for the donkeys, and a rod for the back of fools. Ouch! Yeah, I, listen, I don't, I don't want to uh, spend too much time on this, but, but when, when I read this, it reminded me of a, of a childhood memory, and so I was, uh, I was riding in. Uh, um, uh, I was, was with my dad and my grandpa. I was a kid, and we were driving over to the post office. And uh, we we got to the post office, and there was a drunk guy in the parking lot, and he was just yelling and screaming obscenities and all that sort of stuff. And and my grandpa was a godly man, but he was a farm farm guy. He was just farm strong, and he worked uh, thirty five years in a road construction crew. He's just a blue collar tough guy, you know. And 
And uh, my grandfather says, hey, man, go go home and sleep it off. Go, go ahead and get out of here. And the guy's blah, 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 blah. And so we go to the post office. We come back out, and there he is. He's still screaming and hollering and that sort of thing. And and so uh, my, grand, my, my grandfather goes over there and says, hey, I told you to go home and sleep it off. And uh, so my grandpa put him in a headlock and just started... <laughs> beating his head against the truck <laughs> and said, you need to go home. And the guy kind of stumbles <laughs> home. But uh, uh, the, the man was foolish and he was causing a spectacle and he was causing an unsafe environment uh, for the people who were just trying to do life. And uh, somebody had to discipline that daggone fool. <laughs> and uh, I'm not saying that that's what everybody ought to do. I'm just saying that this was a memory that came to mind. Ladies and gentlemen, just remember when you're around the Solomons, you know, be on your best behavior. That's right. Because we'll discipline you. That's good. Hey, the next one uh, is do not debate a fool. Mm. And uh, uh, Proverbs 23 says, do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, when you're really talking to somebody who is foolish or who has just lost all contact with truth and reality, they are impossible to have a discussion with or an argument with or just to sit down and say, can we debate the the contents of this subject? Because they're so yeah. far off base. It's like, how do you even how how do you even have a conversation with the person, let alone a a, a debate? Yeah. And that and that I mean that seems to ring true across culture right now. Uh, people don't want to hear from one another. People aren't interested in discovering the truth. They want to tell people their truth, whether it's true or not. Yeah. It's uh, they they uh, um, they're not interested in hearing from you. In fact, when you talk to them, you get the sense that they're not even listening to what you're saying. They're formulating what they're going to say as soon yeah. as you stop talking, or if they even wait for you to stop talking. So they're not really considering the merit of what you're you're actually saying. They're unpersuadable. Unpersuadable, you know, and without getting into the details of the subject matter, I was listening, uh, it wasn't that long ago, um, a hearing on in the United States uh, Congress about a particular subject matter. And, and one of the congressmen asked the, the person who was uh, at the hearing, um, they asked him, life's one of life's most basic simple questions and it was you know sometimes they try to trap you into an answer or whatever oh, yeah. but this wasn't one of those it was just do you believe this or this and to everybody else i think on the entire planet it was like well yeah you have to believe and this person said well i i'm not a scientist i <laughs> i can't answer that <laughs> and and it left the it left the room just dumbfounded. Like if you can't answer that simple, basic human truth, yeah, how, where do we go? How how are we going to have a discussion on this? And that's why it says says this. Sometimes it's best, you know, don't even debate them. Right. Just let let them waller in their foolishness. And that takes us to the next tip of dealing with fools: be shrewd in dealing with them. Be thoughtful. Uh, don't just go in half cocked in in various situations. Uh, game plan. Really think about. It. I think Jesus said mm. it best when he sent his disciples off uh, two by two, and he said, "I want you to be as 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 cunning as a serpent, but as innocent as a dove." 
There needs to be some strategy. But Proverbs 26.5 says, Answer a fool as his folly deserves, that he may not be wise in his own eyes. And, and then also Proverbs 29.9 says that when, when a wise man has a controversy with a foolish man, the foolish man either rages or laughs, and there is no rest. And so that's, that's, uh, that's usually an indication that you're dealing with a fool when they tend to belittle your argument, they either uh, just start laughing, try to mock you, or, um, or they, they just get angry and start raging at, at you. And so, and and to to, to be honest with you, absolutely nobody comes to mind politically when uh, when you when you talk about that. uh, uh, Nobody comes to mind when when you say, um, "Oh, I I can't even go there. I shouldn't go there." (laughs) But restraint, way way to exhibit wisdom there. Uh, uh, Thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) But when your only answer to reality is just to start laughing. Um, Careful. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, just an example, you know, something that came through mind to uh, my mind. Yeah, okay. Uh, Moving but, on. But the next one is don't rely hmm. on a fool. Uh, Proverbs 26, 6 says, he cuts off his own feet and drinks violence who sends message by the hand of a fool. Um, and it, an, another verse says, like a bad tooth and an unsteady foot is confidence and a faithless man in time of trouble. Uh, you can't rely on people who just consistently exhibit foolish behavior. Right. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, this is exhibited probably most uh, easily in the workplace. Uh, you got tasks that need to get done. Who do you rely on? Uh, typically, you'll pick the most wise person in your organization to lean on for whatever task that you're dealing with. Uh, you don't, you don't uh, rely on the fool for the high stakes things that are going on. All right, next is fools tend not to change. And, uh, and this is uh, the, the tip kind of relates more to our expectations for people. And so are you expecting that person to change? And if you're dealing with a fool, you're barking up the wrong tree because they just don't change. Proverbs 26, 7 says, like, like the legs, which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I look at this, I listen to this, I read it. I, and as I hear you talk, I, I think to myself, <clears throat> Fools tend not to change, and that is absolutely right. But I do think that this is one where there is a caveat. And I would say this. Fools tend not to change except Jesus. Uh, except Jesus is inserted into the equation. Yeah. And when Jesus comes, so, so this is a person who, you know, the, the the Bible says that before salvation, you know, we are we live toward our old nature, our old tendencies, the toward the things of the world, toward godlessness. But when Jesus comes into the situation, uh, he becomes a new man, yeah. um, and and we uh, do change. We change to become more like Christ. And if yeah. we're not changing, then the question is: Is Christ really entered our lives? Yeah, well said. Well said. Okay, next tip is don't hire a fool. So thinking about the leaders among us, uh, employers, entrepreneurs, those who are in charge of advancing and growing an organization, be mindful of who you're interacting with 
Proverbs 26.10 says, like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or, or who hires those who, who just pass by. And so uh, thinking about um, uh, organizations and hiring and that sort of thing, sometimes it's better to carry no weight than dead weight. Or in the case of this proverb, uh, you don't want to hire an archer who shoots everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Not not a good look. And then the next one is fools have no place on your staff. Uh, If you're an employer, uh, in other words, be very careful uh, who you bring in. And then fools have no place in public office. And this is important for the everyday person who goes to the ballot box. it's really important to know who it is that you are voting for or against. Who Who's running? Have you done your due diligence in pressing into the issues and to figure out who's running? Does this person have a good reputation? Uh, are they well thought of by outsiders? Are they uh, a person of honor? Is Are they a person of integrity? Do they order their steps around godly biblical wisdom. If they don't, you shouldn't vote for them regardless if there's an R or a D next to their their name. Just because they That's reflect right. your uh, p- uh, particular political party, that should not be the indicator uh, of whether or not you vote for that person. It's do they exhibit biblical wisdom. Yeah. So what's the concludatory thoughts about this? You know, um, foolishness is not always related to age. You can have a young person who is wise. You can have an old person who is foolish. What is critical in determining whether a person is is foolish, uh, exhibiting foolish behavior or not? And that really comes down to this. And that is, is a person willing to obey Scripture? A fool will look at Scripture and the truth is found therein and say, no, I have no place for that. I have no need of that. But a wise person will say, I'm going to drink that like it's the fountain of youth because I need I need to know the truth in my own life. Yeah, good so, words. So that's, uh, that's kind of the conclusion on uh, things as it relates to are you a fool and uh, or how can you how can you tell foolish behavior and how do I um, uh, how, how do I respond to foolish behavior? That's right. And so that's kind of the cl- concludatory thoughts there. Okay, so let's go on to our final segment of what in the world. Brian, you know something really big is coming up uh, this weekend, and it comes up only once a year. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest events of the year, and that is the Super Bowl. That's right. Super Bowl picks <laughs> is what we're going to do here right now. Absolutely. We're going to put one another on the spot. But before yeah. we do, Brian, uh, you were a youth pastor for a long time. Yeah. Uh, how many years were you a youth pastor? Uh, 23. 23. And I was yeah. a youth pastor uh, Probably about 15 years, three churches over the course of about 15 years, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, trying to think about uh, how many Super Bowl parties we were a part of. Yeah. We always had a Super Bowl party every year, Yeah, and and it wasn't until probably 10 years ago where we had to stop calling it a Super Bowl party because the Super Bowl was a trademarked uh, term by the NFL, and they threatened to sue like churches and organizations if they were promoting on flyers and that sort of thing, that they were going to have a Super Bowl party. So we had to rename it the Big Game Party. Hey, we're going to have a Big Game Party. We always thought that that was pretty lame. I think yeah. that they've... 
they've changed that here recently, but nevertheless. Well, I don't know. I never got caught up into that, I guess. I didn't hear that, so I'm sure that I uh, I went against that uh, rule. You're a rule breaker, man. I guess I was. Yeah. But, you know, Brian, uh, uh, two weeks ago we made some picks, and I, I, you know, I'm happy to say that I was one and one. You're one and one, and I'm 0 oh and 2, and I owe you an Americano or a coffee drink of your choice. Okay. So this is a, a chance for me to go double or nothing. Well, I, I have to agree to that, don't I? You do. Do you want to go double or nothing? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> I want coffee. <laughs> okay, let's go double or nothing. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So uh, we got two teams. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Squaring off. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, Hurts. the yep. starting quarterbacks facing off one another. I just uh, come down to brass tacks. I think the Eagles win by 14. 14. I think wow. it, the game will be closer than the score, but I think at the end the uh, the Eagles will run away with it. But uh, that's my my prediction. Okay, what what's the two brothers that are playing against each other? The Kelsey the, brothers. Yeah, the Kelsey brothers. Those guys are men. Those guys are men. I've and they're doing some stuff, uh, social media wise and stuff that are really fun. Um, so man, Philly by fourteen. So here's here's the deal. Um, ag- again. If you haven't seen Philadelphia play this year, I know everybody's picking Kansas City, but like, have you not? Have you not seen Philadelphia like this? They are not a fluke. Like they've been They're hammering. Team. Yeah. So and so is Kansas City. Uh, I I don't know. I I think that this uh, man fourteen that, that you threw me for a loop there. So I'm, I know I'm gonna man. You're bold. I'm going to say the Eagles. Okay. <clears throat> so now we're going to have to come down to point spread. That's right. So I am going to say. By six. By six. Okay. Philly by six. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Time will tell. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, hey, so uh, this has been the episode of uh, Indicators of a Fool and how to respond to them. We're so glad that you uh, you listened to us. And by the way, Brian, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to thank 104.9 The River for allowing us to use their world-class stadium. This is great. Stadium? Stadium. I, got, I was thinking Super Bowl. We can just re- rename this the uh, the podcast stadium here at the, uh, right. the headwaters of the, of the river here in Columbus. So, but studio also works. Yeah, studio can work. Okay, yeah. So, hey, we will see you next time on the lens. Mm-hmm.